Welcome you to the program today, and thank you for tuning in to this this edition of Acts 29 today. And we're going to continue on with uh, the journey of a lifetime, and we're going to move on to what happened in the in the truck. I uh, was just debating on what. Uh, you know what direction to go with this uh whether to just continue on with some of the story as it actually unfolded or or move into uh what did happen in the truck <clears throat> excuse me so um I think uh, because it's all going to come together anyway, in the end, by the Spirit, uh, I'll just go ahead and do what I uh, feel led to do as far as, as the next part of this. So, one of the things that happened... Uh, there were so many things that happened in the truck. You know, it was, it was really my, my cocoon. And by cocoon, I mean, it was the place that I, it was the place that I was transformed. It was that place of transformation <clears throat> that took me from crawling on the ground to flying in the air. That was my place of transformation. And we're all going to have times of cocoon in our lives. In fact, wherever we are, in whatever place in life we are, that place is really, and always, a place of transformation, a place of preparation for whatever's coming next. Uh, it was also my tomb because it was in that truck, it was in that place that I died to, you know, so many things and so many ways of thinking that were not right. It was a tomb and and like like a cocoon and a tomb, it was a hidden place. Uh, you know, it was a dark place. It was a lonely place. In the cocoon, you know, you're you're out of the spotlight. You're out of view, and people aren't even going to know what happened. You know, until later on, 
when you're going through that cocoon process, when you're going through that tomb process. It's also the place that was a womb for me in that it was a place of birth. <clears throat> there was what took place in that truck birthed me into uh, a dimension and a ministry that literally took me around the world to many lands and many people, which was the call of God on my life. And so it, that was the place that God chose for me to die, to be resurrected, to be transformed, not only informed, but transformed. Knowledge brings information, but death and resurrection bring transformation. And so the place that I once despised, that truck, later on I realized that that was my, that was my launching pad. That was my Bible school. That was my place of preparation. That was my, that was my everything. That's where the Holy Spirit came came in, in his fullness of presence and taught me. It was where I practiced preaching. And so that by the time I ended up in front of people with an opportunity to teach and preach, I wasn't just bringing a message. I was the message. I was the message. This stuff was so deeply ingrained in me from, from preaching in the truck and teaching in the truck that it was me. It was a part of me. I was that, I was that teaching. I was the experience. And so I just opened my mouth and out it came. Flowed like a river. You know, it was amazing. I, I couldn't believe it myself. But it was because of preparation that it happened in the place that I once despised. So you may be despising the place you're in today or the circumstances that you find yourself in. But just know that, that if you'll look to him, <clears throat> he will turn that place into a place of preparation, uh, a tomb, a womb, a cocoon, and at the end, a launching pad. So one of the things that, uh, that really hit me after, after all that was over was because at some times, you know, I would think, wow, I'm, you know, I'm traveling the world now. Why, why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I do this earlier? Why did I wait so long? You know, why, why did I waste all that time? 
in the truck. But then I realized I, although there was some wasted time in the truck, but when I, the Holy Spirit revealed to me some things and I started praying in, in the Spirit, <clears throat> where he could really begin to download those mysteries and secrets I was praying out, then it was no more wasted time. There was no wasted time from then on. The time was being redeemed. It says, redeem the time for the days are evil. Redeem means to turn into something of value. And so from a certain point on, my time was turned into something of great value. I was praying out my destiny and purpose in God, among other many other things. Being built up in my spirit man to be able to to not be taken out by the death of my brother, the divorce, and, and my job loss. All this stuff was going on. So I just want to give you a, a, a picture that'll help you really understand uh, the importance of this time that we have in these different places that we find ourselves of uh, growing, and transforming and eventually launching out into some new things and <clears throat> one of them is the story of the the chick and the egg this little chick is is is, is comes is born into this shell and as it grows you know of course it's going to get un uncomfortable in that little shell but the thing is, is if I crack that eggshell open and let that little chick out uh, before the process has taken place, he will die. And so that's why the process must take place. So the process for the little chick is, is as he's in the shell, he starts pecking on the side of that shell. And as he's pecking on the shell, his neck muscles are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Every day, they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And the day finally comes when the muscles in his neck are strong enough that when he gets to the outside, he can now peck on the ground for food and survive. But if I break the shell and let him out before his neck muscles have got to that point, he'll starve to death because he can't, his neck muscles aren't strong enough to get peck on the ground and get the food. So you see, God's timing is so perfect because when his neck muscles are strong enough to survive on the outside, he will break the shell from the inside and get out. Perfect timing. Here's another, here's another illustration that I really liked about our growth in the spirit. And that's of a, a crab. When a crab is small, he goes through these many stages to become full grown and fully developed. 
And so what happens is, is for this crab to grow and expand, the hard shell that he's been given has to come off. It has to break away, it has to shed so that he can expand and grow. But the problem is, is that shell is his protection. And so he's very protected in that shell. And when that shell comes off in these times of growth, he becomes very vulnerable to the enemy and, and, the, and the things around him that would attack him because now he doesn't have his armor protection. But he has to grow. And so to grow, the shell has to come off. So it's very uncomfortable time because after he grows, then the shell grows back on and he comes back into another place of, of protection from the new, the new hard shell that's grown back on. Only for the next time of growth, the shell comes off and is shed again and he goes through another time of vulnerability until the new shell grows back on after that next growth process. Well, as we grow and change, the same kind of thing kind of happens. <clears throat> we get comfortable in a place, and uh, it's a place of protection. It's a place of familiarity. It's a place of comfort. And so we go, wow, you know, this is good. I like it here. And uh, so then comes a time when it's time to grow, it's time to expand. And that's what we fight because we don't want to step out into, you know, we don't, we don't want to lose that kind of protection and comfort. Uh, so we, uh, we kind of fight that, you know. And we say, well, geez, I don't know if I want to take that risk. You know, I don't know if I want to step out of the boat or not. You know, what if, uh, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, what if I fail? You know, what a, what a, what a. And so uh, the people who never, never allow that comfort to be stripped away so they can grow, even though it is maybe unfamiliar territory, it's a new thing, it's a new place, it's a risk, and there's a vulnerability feeling that comes with it. Uh, but if you do it and step out, then you grow, you expand, and then you'll come into another place and, and there'll be a new... Uh, protection that'll come around you and a, and, a, and all that, a new comfortability because you'll get comfortable in the new surroundings and the new thing God's done in your life. And so this kind of goes on and on. But for a lot of people, because they, they really fail to get out of the boat, they're so comfortable where they are that... Uh, you know, that place of familiarity and comfortability, uh, eventually, if they don't step out, it becomes a prison. It becomes a prison. And, you know, people, they just, 
they just keep adding on to whatever that life is, you know, uh, because they don't want to leave it. They don't want to do anything new or different and grow. <clears throat> so they just stay where they are because it's comfortable and, you know, just keep building around them and, and whatever. So then those people, that place becomes their prison. And the longer they're there, the more of a prison it becomes and the harder and harder it becomes to ever get out. And then eventually, of course, that prison becomes their casket. And, you know, they die there. And that's one of the things that uh, at, at some point in my life that scared me so bad was, you know, I didn't, I didn't want my little comfortability zone to become a prison and eventually become a casket. And so uh, I was really, I was really kind of forced out of the nest uh, by my brother's death, you know. Uh, there comes a point in time where it becomes more uncomfortable to stay where you are than to step out in faith and face the fear of the unknown. And only when that discomfort climbs above the comfort and safety of where you are, only when that happens is when people will change and actually do something different and get out. Um, you think about a I was, I was visiting some friends one time when I was young and, and we were down in the kind of the basement level. You went up like a half a story to get, get outside. This is like a three story house. And we, were, and we were in the basement and this was before I was saved. We were just smoking dope and drinking and carrying on. And uh, all of a sudden I noticed this stuff falling by the, from outside, you know, there was a, there was a window well where there was a window there and and I noticed this stuff falling down and and it was trailing smoke and I thought well, wow what is that you know this is either some really good weed or I'm I'm seeing things so I went over the window and looked out and there was this this stuff falling down smoking it was like it was on fire or something and then a few minutes later, uh, I smelled smoke, and we all smelled smoke, and somebody yelled fire, and, uh, hey, we were really comfortable in the basement, you know. It was warm, it was comfortable, and we had everything there, and, and you know, I didn't, I didn't want to leave there. But you know what? There was a fire, and I could tell that uh, it was going to be more uncomfortable to stay where I was than to get out and run out of that house into whatever was going to happen next that I had no idea of than it was to stay in that place of comfort. And so we got up and ran out of the house because it was on fire. So, you know, I, I, I realized that you can go a complete lifetime and have excuses that last a complete lifetime and never ever do what you know God had called you to do. I realize that. And I know that it's, uh, 
you know, this is a tough truth, but it is the truth. And uh, so I just implore you to, uh, to really take the time to search your life and uh, find out, you know, what what are the excuses that are keeping you from from going in that direction of God's perfect will for your life? Uh, because you know, for a lot of people, if they haven't done anything about it by now, whatever makes them think they ever will. You know, I I, I was so shocked by how we can be so lulled to sleep about our destiny and purpose. And so what happened in that truck was, was the life, you know, was the process that changed my whole world. Uh, my brother's death, the divorce and the job loss was, those were all crisis. But with every crisis comes a process. Now, the process was me praying in the Spirit long enough to where the Holy Spirit could download all this stuff into me so that when he said now would be the time to do what I was called to do if I was ever going to do it, now would be the time to do it, that I would be able to step out of that boat I would be able to shed the protection and the comfortability that had been around me for so many years and actually step out into the unknown, step out onto the water in a supernatural walk with Jesus. Uh, but, of course, that had tremendous rewards, you know, and it was all... You know, for a long, long time, it was all unknown stuff to me. You know, I mean, flying into countries and cities I had never, ever been before. And sometimes not knowing anyone there. And, you know, making your way around in a foreign country and trying to, you know, do everything with the language barriers and all that. I mean, all this stuff was new. All of this was unknown. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't comfortable. It might have been God's perfect will for me, but it wasn't comfortable. But it doesn't have to be comfortable. It's not about being comfortable. It's about being obedient to the call of God. So what happened in that truck was, you know, nobody knew about. It. Nobody knew about it. None of my friends knew about it. There's friends I have today that still don't know what happened in that truck. You know, they don't know. Because I was in there alone with the Holy Spirit. And, and the only people that know about what happened are the people that, uh, that I've ministered to and actually told what happened. So, I'm going to leave that there. And uh, we will continue on next week with uh, 
more of the journey of a lifetime and uh, some other things that happened. So I want to thank you for tuning in today and uh, spending a little bit of time with me. God bless you. This is Larry. Acts 29 today.